atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This is the broadcast for November the 14th in the year of our Lord, 2019. This is our one of two and our goal always to promote God, family, and country and to protect life, liberty, and property. To do that, we use the supreme law of the land, the Constitution of the United States of America. That is our guide. We're convinced that checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers. One of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips as well. So the Constitution... The separation of powers, God, family, country, life, liberty, property. Man, we got it all as we reject revolution and stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Without further ado, we got several guests uh, this broadcast, so we got to jump right into it. Alan Phillips, uh, well-known vaccine speaker and educator and more. Welcome back to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Pleasure to be with you, Sam, as always. Now, you're in a special place right now, right? I am in Washington, D.C. Whoa, that's scary. It, it is. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on in D.C.? Well, there's several things going on, Sam, but last night I saw the uh, new Vaxxed movie, Vaxxed 2. And let's be clear then so people understand. The Vaxxed movie came out... Uh, bombshell revelations even the first time but the second time it's even updated with more evidence more clarity more witnesses right sam it was really um amazing um my plane was delayed i actually got in uh, a little bit late on the movie and i'm almost glad i did sam and you'll understand when i explain this uh it was just heart-wrenching but critical information that everybody needs to see. So a lot of the movie, the first half or so, uh, was focused on stories. And you may uh, be well aware, and hopefully your listeners are aware, that there was a vaxxed bus that toured the country, and it turns out they were in a few different countries over the very recent years. And people from all over the country, uh, I think they said something like 45 different states that, that this bus eventually got to, and people telling their stories and signing the side of the bus, it's covered in people's signatures and dates and stories of vaccine injury and vaccine death. And Sam, that is the reason that I have done the vaccine exemption work I did for many years and been continuing to do uh, now in a slightly different form, being a victim of attack of the uh, corrupt system myself. But a lot of this movie, Sam, was, was sharing stories. People need to understand that vaccine injury and vaccine death is a very real thing. And when you see the people telling their stories and you see these disabled children and parents who have lost children, and Sam, they seem to focus on the kids, but, you know, they vaccinate adults more and more now. And um, healthcare workers in particular in recent years have been the target of um, mandatory flu vaccines to keep their jobs. And so a lot of the injury and death uh, now is, is in the adult population. But these disabled children grow up and become disabled adults, and some of them severely disabled. And there were stories about adult children uh, well, I guess not children, well, children that have grown up are adults and wear diapers and can't talk and 
some of them have, uh, you know, rage or, or, or different things that go on that are very difficult to contain in a large adult body. And the people's entire families are destroyed by these events, Sam. It's just heart-wrenching. But they did something that was kind of an unexpected twist in this movie that I thought was just fabulous, because they followed up these tragic stories with stories from parents who have unvaccinated kids or who have, say, uh, three or more kids, and the first one is fully vaccinated, and the middle child or children are partially vaccinated, and the youngest child or children are unvaccinated. And without exception, and Sam, I've heard this many times directly myself from my clients over the years, over and over and over again. The first fully vaccinated child is always the one that has the most illness, the longest illnesses, the slowest to recover. The partially vaccinated children are a little bit healthier, and the unvaccinated children are the healthiest. And they had story after story after story of parents whose kids had never had an antibiotic, never been to the doctor, or rarely, seldom. You know, one, uh, yeah, we took her to the doctor when she broke her arm. You know, um, not something <laughs> a vaccine is going to affect probably one incredible way or another, te- Incredible testimony, but... The problem is, while we delight in the evidence and more and more and more case studies in reality, the mainstream press and the government seems to be doubling down against the Vaxxed 2 movie. Um, there was a movie screening, and then I guess there was a Q&A after uh, as well. We'll get into that in a second. But Vaxxed 2 is considered the people's truth. But now the mainstream press is saying, hey, this is dangerous propaganda. Yeah, Sam, and this goes to a really core point. And frankly, Sam, um, at the end of that movie, and they had a Q&A at the end, and people asked really pointed, um, critical questions, and nobody had really good answers. There were a couple times when people had, um, within an appropriate way, funny answers. Like somebody asked a question about um, which vaccines are the worst, and the answer that Dr. Wakefield gave was the one beginning with V. And well, and I'm, I'm going to answer that by saying it's the one that either kills you, paralyzes you, or makes you sick for life. And we don't know, based on everybody's immune system, which one that is for you. Maybe it's not at all, and we hope that's the case. But you know what? Um, it's fine till it goes wrong, and that's the whole point we're making. Well, there's even that's absolutely true, Sam, but there's even a more subtle point. I've come to believe gradually over the years that everybody is adversely affected by vaccines. It's just a question of style and degree. And many times the ill effects show up uh, days, weeks, months, or potentially even years after the vaccine. And many times we have uh, uh, illnesses that we don't associate with the vaccine that may have been caused or exacerbated by the immune system damage from the vaccine. And yeah, and there's no tracking it, because if it's years later, no one's going to blame it on that, even if it is uh, certainly part of the problem. So very yeah. uh, uh, incredible movie to see. Vax 2 uh, is kind of, I don't know if you call it a sequel. <laughs> it's, it's an updated version. It's like a new revision of a book with more detail and more information, more solid evidence. Um, and then the Q&A after was incredible. Now, there's a big event going on in D.C. What's this whole event called? 
Well, it's called uh, VIE, and I'm, it's about putting a focus on the reality of vaccine injury, vaccine injury and death. As you were starting to point out, uh, or did a couple moments ago, um, the mainstream press doubles down on this. I, I would, uh, which is absolutely true, and deliberate propaganda, psychological techniques are employed and deployed to contain anything and everything that awake and aware people do to try to get some satisfaction, um, ultimately some accountability for the, the corruption that caused all these unnecessary deaths and injuries, um, but as well some really more broadly organized, concerted effort to research and study and figure out how we can do the best we possibly can for uh, the people who are injured. You know, there are people who have vaccine-injured kids who claim they've used uh, heavy metal detox or homeopathy or any of a number of other different techniques, and they see their children or themselves improve, and sometimes parents are claiming that their kids have fully recovered. Other parents have been years doing therapy after therapy after therapy and see little or no progress. Um, we have much more ability in terms of human intelligence and medical and scientific community to help these uh, kids and adults than is actually going on. But in order for that to happen, you have to have a broad societal acknowledgement of the problem. So there are huge things going on here, Sam, and you raised, I think, the point, or at least points to the fundamental issue, and um, I'm going to be a lone wolf in the wilderness on this next point, Sam, to my great uh, frustration, because uh, people ask questions after the movie, and they got answers, and everybody is, in my opinion, is missing the target. They're missing the point. And you, with your comment about the um, mainstream press's reaction to this movie, just like the, the first movie, is to quickly deploy every technique they have for containing this so that it doesn't actually expose the pharmaceutical industry. No one is actually held accountable. The broader public remains unaware that there's any real issue here. And what we need to do, in addition to all the other things we're doing, I'm not saying the Vex movie was pointless. No, it is raising awareness. But just raising awareness doesn't fix the problem. We have more aware people today, Sam, than ever before. And you know what we also have? The fastest increasing number of vaccines being administered, number of people receiving vaccines. vaccines Not to mention the vaccines getting developed more and more and more and more. The propaganda I'm reigns supreme in the republic, ladies and gentlemen. Listen to me. This conference that Alan Phillips is reporting live from on Liberty Roundtable Live, the V. I-E stands for Vaccine Injury Epidemic. So it's the V-I-E, Vaccine Injury Epidemic Conference. And you don't even see it in the news hardly at all. Only way you do is they say vaccine protesters, anti-vaxxers. Ladies and gentlemen, Alan Phillips in seconds. Liberty is not free. Its costs are innumerable. Without monetary funding, the valiant efforts of freedom-loving Americans become diminished or outright defeated. 
we present a solution. The Give Me Liberty Fund. The plan is quite simple. Invite individual Americans to contribute less than a dollar a day. These monetary funds are used to promote liberty-minded media, organizations, events, candidates, movements, and speakers. In the spirit of transparency, all expenditures are published. Patriotic business owners provide discounted products and services to Give Me Liberty Fund members. Our greatest strength is in numbers. Go to GiveMeLibertyFund.com and become part of the solution today. GiveMeLibertyFund.com Participate in the peaceful restoration of the greatest and freest country in the world. Kosher. Certified. Put the two words together to get co-certified, which is spelled with an S-E-H instead of just S-H. It's the right way to spell this, the German way, and it made it easier to trademark. Now, did I tell you that the letters S-C-H still make the shh sound, as in all those American food producers saying, shh, let's keep it really quiet that our product is kosher certified. Think about it. Nearly one century of kosher certification, and hardly anyone outside exclusive observers knows that most packaged food and kitchen products are literally certified by religious intermediaries. Well, because you, consumer, are indirectly paying for this, the Co-Certified app is here to make kosher certification awareness an inclusive matter for people of all faiths and identities. And it even boasts a unique database of products not kosher certified. We call that NKC. Start memeing it. It's fun. NKC, not kosher certified. Now to confuse our audience even more, we put a question mark at the end of our name. And that really cinched our trademark approval. It relates to the website where you can begin your new shopping behavior, thekosherquestion.com. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. They are in Washington, D.C. right now, ladies and gentlemen. Alan Phillips, well-known guest on Liberty Roundtable Live. Alan is a nationally recognized expert and presenter on vaccine rights. And uh, you know what? They're live in D.C. right now with what's called the Vaccine Injury Epidemic Conference, the VIE Conference. Uh, so they had a movie screening with a Q&A panel last night. Vaxed 2, The People's Truth. Uh, more detailed. So let's quickly finish up on the point you were making about the media. Then I got a few questions here while you're live at the event today. Uh, you were basically saying the mainstream press is literally either ignoring it. That's one of their greatest tools and or pitching us as a bunch of wacko extremists. Never mind the movie has been painstakingly documented. The Q&A panel full of experts in the field, right? Yes. And, you know, um, I'm going to pick on uh, your wording a moment ago for just a couple minutes to make a point, because I I hear this framed similarly in a lot of different of the alternative issues going on today. People point to the mainstream press and say they're not doing their job. They're not reporting uh, objectively. They're not doing their research and so forth. And certainly those kinds of characterizations are fully consistent with what's coming out of the mainstream. But I go a step further, Sam. They are being directed what to do. They are being prohibited from doing what real journalists do. Yeah, so let me stop you there for a second and make a point, because I think you're spot on. However, I think that the top brass are being directed and doing the directing. That's for sure. But those circles are small. 
Those groups of people are very few in number, but they have tremendous power. The masses, the average journalist, all they want to do is keep their job. All they know is it's soft-pedaled to them. We learned about this years ago. It's called the Velvet Hammer. I don't come out and say you can't cover that or I'll fire you. I come out and tell you what an incredible job you're doing, Alan Phillips. You're an incredible reporter, you know, but it's not really helpful to take on these things that are kind of conspiracy land that we don't really know much about. You're not an expert in the field. You know, here's some things that you ought to focus on that really is getting traction in the media. And you're just the guy to do it, Alan. Uh, and so they, most of the people are ignorant of what's really happening with the puppet strings being pulled that you're mentioning. You're accurate. But I'm telling you, the day to day journalist isn't literally getting in a smoky room and having someone say, don't cover vaccines or we'll kill you or don't cover vaccines or your family's in jeopardy or don't cover this or that or you're going to lose your job. It's not that blatant and in your face. But you're right that it is the case. Well, it is interesting, Stan, because as you're saying that, you know, we had an example of this come out of the mainstream news recently. The, the woman who spent, uh, who a few years ago had um, just tremendous amount of uh, research and evidence on Epstein, but she was told by her superiors, um, it, we didn't run the story because it didn't meet our requirements for evidence or something to that effect. I don't remember the exact wording, but basically... They they shot it down, and that's probably a little bit more blatant example. But at the end of the day, even when the journalist had already done the research, had the evidence, was ready to go with what would have been the biggest story of the day, and even today perhaps, um, it gets canned one way or another. So whether whether it's an in-your-face version, and, and I, I agree with you that um, a lot of what goes on in manipulation generally, not even just in the press, but other places, is on that kind of subtle level, probably at least in part so that no one can ever point to somebody and say, well, you said blah, blah, blah. You know, you said we can't cover vaccine injury or something like that. So they'll be more subtle. So it's really hard to kind of pin it down, maybe for other reasons as well. But at the end of the day, Sam, we are all victims, even people who are aware of these issues. We are all victims of uh, a set of psychological manipulation techniques. Call it brainwashing, propaganda, whatever you want. But it boils down to these people are experts in psychology, and they control information flow. And that is primarily mainstream media, but it's a lot of alternative media. It's educational materials. Doctors are never taught anything about vaccine injury, for example, in medical school. It's pharmaceutical, subsidized, and controlled. So a lot of different um, techniques. And they have one set of techniques to keep people ignorant. And they have another set of techniques to contain the people who have figured out we've been lied to. So, yes, the vaccine movie, just like the first Vax movie, is going to be, has been characterized as something terrible and awful, so people will be afraid of it. And when you trigger a negative emotion, and the big ones are fear and anger, when you trigger a negative emotion, Sam, not only does it shut down cognitive thinking, it throws people into that fight-or-flight mode psychologically and they are not able then at that point in that state of negative emotion to calmly, rationally assess for themselves whether the information they're getting uh, is valid or not. And worse, it bypasses 
the conscious mind plants a hook in the subconscious so that any time in the future that somebody brings up the issue, that negative emotion is again triggered, and once again, the rational mind is blocked or shut down. There goes Alan Phillips, that frothing at the mouth of Axer. <laughs> wow, you know, <laughs> that kind of an attitude is what they try to supplant in our minds. So, Alan, this event, they had a big filming last night with a Q&A after. Credible people there left and right. The mainstream press simply not covering it, or if they do, it's derision uh, that they cover it with. What's today and what's going on? And then you're going to be with us tomorrow for a little update too, right? Uh, I'll be tied up tomorrow, unfortunately. I can get with you Saturday morning. Okay, so Saturday morning it'll be. Yeah, but um, all day today, starting at 10 o'clock till 4, a series of events going on at the mall at Washington, here in Washington, D.C., open ground, Washington Mall. Uh, they're going to be speakers, um, probably um, other events and things. I don't have the uh, agenda in front of me. I can't give you a more detailed. Yeah, but it's going on all day at the National Mall is the point. This is a big event, and you would think that the mainstream press would cover this. And you would think that there'd be honesty on both sides to say, hey, there's a big debate in America. Some are for vaccines and some are against. There's literally a lot of legitimate arguments on both sides. Uh, and we want to present to you the whole picture. And we want you to be able to make up your mind of where you you know, feel uh, vaccines fit in your life, whether they do or they don't or how much. See, I think vaccines are a risk-reward analysis. Uh, circumstantially, I may decide to do some vaccines. I may decide not to. For the most part, I'm against them. But I do get that each person should be able to make up their own minds. And I also think the third idea is whether you're for or against vaccinations, we ought to have a huge panel on discussing, hey, we all want immunity to diseases. We all want less diseases. But there are natural opportunities or natural solutions. Uh, naturopathic and otherwise that can solve a lot of these problems and develop immunities and, and, and some of these things, too. But the problem that I have with the whole discussion is none of it's presented transparently, openly, letting the people decide. And that's the biggest reason that I believe vaccines are a problem, because if they weren't a problem, they would be willing to present it in the fair mode and let you just figure it out yourself because the conclusions would become easy. They know it's a problem, and that's why they pitch and position it the way they do. So it's going on yesterday and all day today, and then what happens? Well, and then I've got some meetings to go to on Friday, which is not a public event, but um, and uh, be heading home on Saturday. But glad. Okay, to so you'll be giving an update on all the events today, and then uh, on some of the meetings on Friday, whatever you're uh, at liberty to share, and we'll get basically an update from the whole conference. You know, eyes and ears from Alan Phillips on scene, uh, giving you a handle on exactly what's happening. Are there a lot of protesters there, or is it a peaceful event so far? What's happening? Well, of course, uh, the, the people who showed up at the movie are uh, last night are people uh, of all different durations of time in terms of their involvement in the issue. But the people who are, um, oh, well, many of them some sort of really hardcore dedicated people, there were people from New Zealand and Australia at that movie last night um, came all the way for these events this week here. It's fascinating. And um, to get to, you know, see some of these people face to face that, um, you know, you only know indirectly or maybe by email, if you've had a chance to interact with them. Um, it's a worldwide problem, Sam. It's a worldwide community coming together. And there are world size efforts to keep us depressed, but we will not, Stay quiet. We will not go away. We will not rest 
until this is open and exposed completely and totally. Those held accountable for uh, what involves a lot of unlawfulness and a lot of criminal um, illegalities. People need to be um, held accountable. And then we really need to come together to help the survivors, the victims. Alan Phillips, have a safe day there, my friend. We'll look forward to your update on Saturday. Thanks for being live at the event, and thanks for the update. You're welcome, Dan. Talk to you soon. There he goes, doing a phenomenal job, coming straight back to Alan Phillips. Not from Alan Phillips, to our buddy Brian. Hang tight. Liberty Roundtable Live. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. In the first public U.S. House impeachment hearing yesterday, Ohio Republican Jim Jordan said Ukraine did not end up investigating Democrats. Jordan also saying Ukraine eventually got nearly $400 million in the planned U.S. military aid. So he says in the end, nothing bad actually happened. Three meetings with the president of Ukraine, the new president, and no linkage. The five-and-a-half-hour hearing featured testimony from two veteran diplomats. Facebook is taking action against fake accounts on its site. The social media giant's latest community standards enforcement report showing 5.4 billion such accounts have been taken down this year, more than the 3.3 billion removed last year. This is USA Radio News. Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-215-5141. 800-215-5141. That's 800-215-5141. An official message from Medicare. It's open enrollment, Fred. Time to compare plans. Oh, Alice, we're fine with what we have. Well, that's what the Johnsons thought until they tried Medicare's new plan finder. The Johnsons, huh? We saved on our prescription costs. And got extra benefits. Come on, Fred, maybe we'll find something better. Plans change every year. Use the new plan finder at Medicare.gov to compare health and drug plans. Open enrollment ends December 7th. What do you know? Comparing plans really pays. Garth Brooks is being named the CMA Entertainer of the Year. It's the seventh time he's won the award. To all the entertainers out here, let's do, let's dedicate this to the band and crews that get our on the stage, down that road, and those people that show up to let us be entertainers. God love you. I love you, Trisha Yearwood. A new report says climate change is going to have lifelong health impacts on kids unless major changes are made right away. The report from the U.N. and dozens of academic agencies claim that a child born today could live in a world with an average temperature over 7 degrees warmer by their 71st birthday. Now, that research is warning that rising temperatures will cause shrinking harvests that threaten food security, driving up food prices, and that kids will be threatened by infectious disease and increasingly poor air quality. USA Radio News. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, Brian Rust, so kind and patient to wait for us while we let Alan Phillips broadcast live from D.C. And it's interesting, he's at an event, ladies and gentlemen, that will be on the National Mall all day today. They had a movie viewing uh, last night, and he, uh, Alan Phillips is there. So the movie was last night, vaxxed to the movie screening with a Q&A panel discussion after. It's called Vax 2. The People's Truth. And then today, all day long on the National Mall, Alan Phillips will be there. And he chimed in to report live on Liberty Roundtable Live. The conference is called the Vaccine Injury Epidemic, VIE Conference. Did you hear about it in the mainstream press, Brian? I did not. Uh-huh. It's interesting to me how they're all telling you about the impeachment hearings and everything else, but they're ignoring this now. If it were women wearing vagina hats or whatever, it would be top billing news, buddy. Right. Yeah, no doubt about it. They're all right. pulling us all this another way. They don't want us to hear all the... Well, we, it's so hard to... There's so much clutter. You know, there's so much clutter in the world that it's hard to really capture real events or things that are happening that are important. And I'm not personally in favor of vaccinations for the most part. However, I'm not here to tell somebody yes or no or are you uh, for or against um, for you and your family. What I want you to do is make up your own mind. But I want to be able to put my views in. I want the round table of discussion, and I want all sides of the issue brought to the table and let people make up their own mind, Brian. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. But, but the problem is, is they don't want you to do that. They don't want you to have your own opinion. They'll tell you what's best. They'll tell you what's really going on, and they'll, they'll lead you down some path. I'm not sure it's the path we want to be on, but <laughs> we just have to. Listen to them. Good point. And that's what's happening with the economy right now. I've got all kinds of emails coming to me. The economy is about to tank. The world, um, you know, economic forums are saying so. Uh, you get these Stanberry research emails that come back and they say the elite say the sky is falling and we're about ready for a massive slowdown there, Brian. Well, you know, there are projections of that. I mean, you can't, I, I, I honestly believe that you can't continue to, to, uh, recklessly spend money, recklessly give people money, billions, I guess we're talking billions. Uh, and, uh, you know, one thing Trump tried to stop there just in this little matter that's going on now, but you, you can't recklessly keep going where they're going and, and, and think, okay, everything's going to be just fine. I mean, someone's going to have to pay the piper. And Amen to that. Like, Where's gold right now, Brian? Uh, gold sitting at 1469.60. Fourteen sixty nine sixty. Yep. Uh, okay. Seventeen oh four on silver. Seventeen oh four. Yep. It's still holding pretty good, isn't it? Well, it is. It came down a little bit here last last weekend, or kind of towards the last. You know, they say in the job projections were a little better uh, forecasted. They China's, uh, you know, um, you know, dropping maybe not not dropping tariffs, but maybe they're coming to some kind of agreement where they might, uh, you know, move some of that uh, expectation down a little bit, I, you know, as far as what they're tariffing. And, and so I, the other pressures, I, I just, it's a manipulated market is the problem. You know, we, we, we're seeing so much manipulation and the big boys are continually, you know, getting rich on the backs of anybody holding physical and uh, allowing to do their own thing on paper. So... Kurt, Donald Trump talked about open borders related to the economy. I think we're the only well, ones yeah, listening, great buddy. Point. Well, uh, I mean, he basically says, hey, if we have a whole bunch more uh, 
open borders and free labor or uh, new laborers running across the border it's going to lower the wages of uh, people uh, i mean he he talked about the lower level wages i think it lowers everything it's just like if you have a bumper crop of apples they're cheaper than if you have just a few of them and i mean it shouldn't be that hard for us to understand right yeah and it affects everybody i think president trump would agree with you on that point kurt the point he's making though is hey it expects or i mean it'll affect the wage gains of america's lowest income workers he's basically highlighting on those are the people that are going to feel it the hardest and first, yes, it will affect everybody, but those people who need it most are going to get hit the hardest, is his point. And I think both of you are right, Kurt. Yeah, I, I agree with the president. Good point. Right. And, uh, you know, to to at least a more important point, if you ask me, is open borders means, you know, kind of a little less than a, a safe place to me, Sam. I mean, because they could may, maybe be guys that are not just looking for a job. They might be looking to blow something up or do something else kind of bad, you know? Good that, point. That just happened last week. Go ahead, Brian. Didn't, didn't that just happen last week? Wasn't there something pretty bad that they just buried a number of family members? And Yes, sir. Yeah. <clears throat> And our prayers are with those families, by the way. They all had to literally flee Mexico. There's a few that stayed behind, but most uh, basically said it's just so unsafe we just can't stay. We're just in fear all the time. We've got we've to leave. Yeah. So I don't know about open borders. I think they need to, you know, we need to secure our borders just so that we have, well, peace of mind would be one, but also that we have a little more control on what, what's coming in and going out and uh, maybe shutting down some of this illegal activity now, it's by the pretty way, amazing to me that the experts like pelosi and these others that want to promote the open borders things you go to their house and there's not open doors and open gates and all that kind of stuff they got locked doors and locked gates and you know a lot of security but um we're not supposed to do that um, as a country <laughs> i guess right but speaking of open borders daca protesters are um well, I don't know, Kurt. Are they in the country? I guess they're in and they're staying, aren't they, buddy? Well, that's what they say. Uh, I think uh, that they might find themselves um, not uh, staying, especially if uh, if the rule of law actually, you know, um, worked. Uh, the headline reads uh, DACA, or you know, I can't remember exactly what that stands for, but they they stood there. Uh, DACA protesters in country illegally promised to stay in U.S. regardless of high court decision. I I could find you a few sheriffs that would say mm, that's not going to happen, Sam. Well, I understand what you're saying, but again, this is the problem. You know, DACA protesters in-country illegally promised to stay in the U.S. regardless of the high court decision. So what they're saying is they're going to violate the law, but they're also telling you they're going to blatantly do it. Now, this is the problem when President Trump says these people are lawless, and then the mainstream press attacks President Trump and says, no, they're good law-abiding citizens, Kurt. And now they literally stand up and say, I don't care what your courts say. I don't care if we're here illegally. We're going to stay. We're going to wreak havoc. We're going to... And then they're... You know, all that does is make President Trump even more spot on, doesn't it? Or am I just confused? 
You're right on target, Sam. Mm-hmm. They're not like, we'll obey the law. If we have to leave, we you know, think it's sad. We hope yeah. to not leave. We hope that there's a, a way that we can find to stay here um, and, and work on. You know, some of us came here um, as little kids. That's what DACA is, you know, little kids to no fall of our own and stuff like that. Um, we love this country. We want to stay here, but we will obey the law. We hope there's a way forward that is more common sense to keep families together. I mean, shouldn't that be their narrative, Brian? Uh, it should be, you know, and I think there's a, you know, you're more apt to kind of work with, with those individuals that are willing to kind of work. But I, I think, you know, the, you know, the left, left, they kind of say, okay, well, you know, they've, they've been pushing their agenda against the president that they don't think they're president either. And so I think they're setting the precedence. And so these younger individuals are saying, well, gosh, if it, they're not going to, maybe he isn't our leader. Maybe we don't need to listen to him. Maybe we don't need to obey. I mean, it's, it's reckless abandon kind of out there. And as a result of, other uh, leadership who's who's gone astray and and pushing their agenda and pushing our our president under under some kind of a rock they want to basically so I it's sad all right well America has an interesting response the illegals say they're not going to obey the law we try to encourage everybody to obey the law the best we can we're law abiding people etc etc China's a little different Kurt has two China stories first one about harvesting organs. And the second one about just shooting people down, Kurt. This is kind of a little different than how we do it in America, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sam. Um, so what you've got, uh, I mean, there are people that need new organs. I mean, some people need a, a liver, a kidney, whatever. And uh, in the past, uh, we've learned to go to China for almost anything we want. And I guess uh, that's what they can do now. Uh, you got certain groups of people where they, they call it harvest organs from... Um, I would say that's basically killing somebody to taking their organs out. Uh, Sam, yes, sir. Anyway, now, they say uh, China's to harvesting organs from minorities, yeah. including Muslims. And I guess people are telling activists are telling the U.N. about this. Right, Kurt? Yeah. They, uh, and, of course, now, the, the U.N. U- is going to do something The U.N.'s kind of like the Me Too movement. They're sure. going to get to the bottom of it, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> right. Mm-hmm, for sure. Uh, that'll get they'll get right on that um, tomorrow. All right. In addition uh, to harvesting organs, like, see, we do it in America to little babies, right? Planned Parenthood and a big old lawsuit in California point. over that right now. But we go to the Chinese for the adult ones, I guess. Is that how it works? Well, yeah, we've nothing, got principles here. Nothing like our most favorite nation trading partner, huh? Wow. Attention, Liberty News Radio listeners. Hard-hitting talk radio has never been and never will be supported by the mainstream in America. Hard-hitting talk radio is taking on the mainstream press like never before. News the networks refuse to use is one of the best ways to educate people. We invite all liberty-loving Americans to join with us to restore the principles of our founding fathers and promote God, family, and country in the media and our lives. Please help spread the Liberty message with your generous donation. You can go online at libertynewsradio.com right now and make a donation online. Or call 801-756-9133 and make a donation over the phone. That's libertynewsradio.com and 801-756-9133. Make a donation today. Scott Bradley here. 
Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit to preservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. kind of got thinking, do you think you could you know, buy or sell silver eagles or silver dollars or gold or something like that, or do you think you could make more money if you were to like do um, harvesting organs from minorities, especially like the uh, Uhar or Ugar or Uger Mormon, uh, Muslims and then uh, activists are telling the UN all about this stuff, but I don't hear anything about it in the mainstream press, but I bet you could move into that business from the coin business and, and do quite well there, Brian. You just do the organ business. What do you think? That's like an economic well, opportunity, sir. <laughs> yeah, it may seem like that, but I regard life a little bit better than maybe just destroying it to, you know, to pass on. What I mean, are the ones that are receiving the organs the elitists? Is that what they, you know, because they have a little more money, they can pay, and the ones that can't afford anything, we'll just do away with them. We have to carry them. That's right. That's Don't worry. All you got to do is get your chicken me doll doll for your child for Christmas from the communist Chinese. You're good to go, bro. I don't know what you got to worry about, you know. Wow. And if you speak up, you're like a hater against the Chinese, aren't you? You're some kind of a racist, some kind of a, and I don't even understand. You know, that's yeah, how they say this, talk about this, though, for real. They say these Uyghurs are, well, it's spelled U-I-G-H-U-R. Uh, they say there are people whom old Russian travelers called Sart. They say that was a name which they used for sedentary. Oh, Siri's going to talk to me now. Um, yeah, sedentary Turkish. Muslims. At least those That's guys right. aren't the kind that are going to go out and kill all your family if they're sedentary, right? Good point. Um, I don't know if you call yeah, those they're, they're Muslims certain, or what you call them, but you know, they, they're fresh for the harvesting, aren't they there, Brian? Central Asians, I guess they call them. All right. Anyway, Chinese state media is kind of doing a doozy too, Kurt. Well, yeah, uh, the bottom line is over in Hong Kong, they got some little troubles, Sam. And uh, so, you know, you've got the Chinese state media that urges the Hong Kong police to shoot down the rioters. You know, before they were just like, hey, man, um, can't wear masks, stuff like that. Now you've had some shootings. Uh, then you got the Hong Kong police pepper sprayed a pregnant woman they drive a motorcycle into a crowd um you know and then you got she hold on before you go on here i want to say let me explain something to these hong kong media folks they're ignorant they don't get it you can't just shoot somebody down okay what you got to do is you got to haul them off to the gulag then harvest their organs otherwise they're not worth any money to you brian (laughs) Oh, good well, point. You can't just be shooting them down and wasting those precious 
yeah. organs, there's a pretty right. penny to be made on those babies. I think you're right. There's big money to, to be bought, and if they're gonna, yeah, if they're gonna get rid of them, we might as well take advantage of the the other side of the coin there. Yeah. Usually the communist Chinese are pretty smart when it comes to making big bucks. Uh, so, you know, you'd think they'd already figured that out. Uh, but then you got... What's this, uh, Xi Jinping? Pre- Is that... President Xi or XI, I don't know. Xi <laughs> you know, So let me ask you a question. Uh, is that 11? Is XI 11, Kurt, or is that 6? I, I think it is, uh, but I, I can't remember. It says uh, China's Kurt's communist up party... Up Roman numerals, Brian. Needs height. There's a Roman. XI is 11. That's yeah. what I was thinking. And then I thought, oh, okay. no, maybe it's 6. VI is 6, just so you know, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Anyway, right. so XI. So <laughs> what's this guy's name? His name is 11. Xi Jinping. 11 yeah. Jinping, Kurt. Don't. Uh, come on. China's Communist Party needs tight grips on military. Yeah, that's right, because you might have some of those guys that say, hey, it's not right to shoot people in Hong Kong or harvest organs or whatever. I mean, you got to have a tight grip on things, you know. Yeah. Anyway, I just find it fascinating, though, what's going on here. And these countries, no one's having any scrutiny over this idea that the you know military or the uh, media is saying, hey, we got to just shoot these people in Hong Kong, and then hey, we're just harvesting organs all around the world, and, and no one brings a thought to it. If I bring it up, hey, they just think we're just crazy. But I'm thinking, do these have economic impacts, Brian? Yeah, they definitely do. You know, I think you know they. Uh all this, well, it, it, it when you start to uh, do away with people and, and kind of force people to kind of, you know, run your way, and that's kind of what we're trying to I think that's what our government's starting to do. There's a group that wants to forget this side, forget that, forget that. We're doing this way, and it's so much better for you. And uh, I think when, and then we raise opinion and say, well, we don't think that is, then we're, we're kind of struck down, or we're stupid, or we don't know anything, and it does. It affects us, you know, you know, mentally and in all aspects. Do you expect the economy to tank or have severe difficulties before the presidential election in 2020? Well, I think we're going to see some, you know, yeah, more and more. I mean, it's it's, it's one way for, I think, another another arrow flung at the president to say, well, look what he's done there, you know, even though he's done a lot of things that's, that's strong and, and showing strength, they, I think if they can make another sign to show, well, look, Here's another avenue that we can maybe beat him up if we if we can show that you know our, our inflation and all the other problems that could go on with as it is going on. I mean, because of fiat currency and things that are going on. Yeah, reckless abandoned spending. All right. Yesterday we had on Larry Pratt and he was able to talk about uh, all things liberty. But at Showtime yesterday was the headline: House Intelligence Committee holds first televised public impeachment hearings. The Democrats say that it was a barn burner in their defense that all kinds of evidence were uh, rolled out that proven the president guilty. The Republicans say they didn't lay a finger on the Donald. Um, But it's kind of a strange uh, bag. To me, every bit of it was hearsay. And now you've even got some of these experts saying, uh, no problem, hearsay is better than firsthand, uh, Brian. I mean, these people are reaching. It is amazing. This guy literally went and testified and said, yeah, I overheard a phone call. Where these guys were talking about this and this and this. It wasn't even the phone call in question where Donald, you know, asked for a quid pro quo, they claim. It wasn't that phone call. It was a different one. But, and then he said, well, they said, how come you didn't testify to this when you were under sworn testimony a couple of weeks ago? He goes, well, I didn't know that then. (laughs) And I'm going, wait a minute. So you didn't know that then. 
Now you're testifying on TV when you're what? Not under oath or under oath or I guess you're under oath. But and then you and it's like I heard somebody say, is that even testimony? Well, I, I don't think it's testimony, and I, th- I think that they, you, you know, I, I just don't get how, how you know, it's almost stupidity. I, you know, I just don't understand, and I don't understand how the Republican side or, or others, you know, need to stand up and say, this circus you're running here and have been running here for the last year, a couple of years here, is a, is an absolute joke. And and I, I can't believe that, you know, I don't know if they're in a position of saying, okay, we're not sure what's going to happen. If the president's gone and we've been supporting the president, we're going to be gone. Maybe we need to. We we need to just this good old boys club if we can stay attached somewhere in there. I don't know, but it's stupidity that they do, and not nobody on the other side. Well, there's some. There's some on the other side saying this is stupidity, but I think there's could be a lot more, um, you know, representatives back there that would stand up and say, you know, we're tired of this charade. We're just, you know, we're coming full fledged at you, and we're done with this. So I don't know. There's. Um. Do you want to comment more on this, Kurt? I mean, this is just amazing. For example, what the well, Schiff, it's... they say, Schiff <laughs> claims to not even know of the identity of the whistleblower, according to World Net Daily. Now, here's my question. If no one knows the name of the whistleblower, how do you know the whistleblower even exists, Kurt? Well, and what's so amazing is uh, a lot of other people say uh, the whistleblower is the uh, CIA's Eric Ciara Mela. So, uh, and uh, Tom Fitton says the White House visitor logs detail meetings of him. Um, so, you know, there's some that it, it almost sounds like that whole uh, emperor wearing new clothes thing. You got some people that are like, Man, aren't the emperor's clothes fancy? Uh, and the others are like, man, that guy's buck naked. Uh, you know, so you just, you know, you have the two sides that just, um, man, they just don't see it the same, do they? No, certainly not. Now, Kurt, my comment on this situation, where we don't even know who the identity of this, quote, accuser is, or the, quote, whistleblower. I don't know that this is even a whistleblower. A whistleblower usually stands up and has some guts. Uh, nevertheless, I bring this up because here's my statement on this. Facing the thug who started this impeachment sham is essential to transparency, due process, and accountability. Facing this thug is essential, folks. Yeah, yeah I don't understand how this sham can continue, but it just shows you who has the power. The Republicans certainly don't, do they, Kurt? Well, you know, they've got a few people that I think are worth listening to. There's so many others that are just a bunch of uh, what I'd call kingmen, uh, insiders uh, there. And uh, with our illustrious Mitt Romney leading them, I think. Uh, uh-huh. And yet... Um, you know, uh, man, I just wish we'd get rid of the whole Republican-Democrat thing and just identify people as to their real content of their character, you know? Well, I think Fitton's doing a good job highlighting this situation where the White House visitor logs detail meetings of the CIA uh, with this Eric Sierra Mella guy or whatever. You know, I don't know who this guy is, and I know people are fingering him, but I don't know if he's for sure the whistleblower or... If he's just the guy that heard from the whistleblower and they're trotting that guy out so the whistleblower can hide behind Eric. I mean, I don't know, Kurt. Right? Well, I trust Tom Fitton a lot more than I trust. um... Yeah, but he's not saying he's the whistleblower, is he? 
Well, he's uh, in his uh, report, he says White House visitor logs detail meetings of the CIA's Eric Ciara Mela. Yeah, but that and, doesn't mean uh, he's the whistleblower. The reason, uh, well, that's why they're talking about him, because they've identified him as the, quote, whistleblower, whatever that means, you know. Yeah, and, and I guess I'm trying to say they've got a lot of circumstantial evidence, but I don't know if he's been figured as the whistleblower yet or not. I know they think that. From logs and from a lot of other conversations and details, and I get that they think that they've honed in on honed in on the guy, but I'm not so confident that they're right for sure. I don't know that. I'm just saying. So there you have that. Um, kind of scary stuff, Brian. We appreciate you, sir. And I, I know this seems to be a lot of strange topics, not on economics, but I think all this has an economic impact. And I think at the end of the day, they're going to use this against President Trump come 2020 election time next October. Might be a scary time, sir. You're exactly right. You're, they're going to use it, and and economic. I mean, it all plays in. I mean, if if, if our country fails and so on, or they, you know, it's, there's a, everything that hits hits the fan. I mean, it's money and and uh, laws and just about everything that we pretend or want to uh, protect, and we're trying to get back to, um, will come into play. So, job, wages, all that stuff. So yeah, it's, it, but but it but it's smoke and mirrors because you don't know what they're saying. All this stuff, and they. You know, the Republicans, you can't come in our room to hear any kind of testimony, and then they went in, and you can't. I mean, it, it's like it's a little, it's like child play. I, I just idiotic. I can't get rid of all of them back there and start again. I, I just get back to the real Constitution and move forward. That's <laughs> yeah, get back to real honest money and stuff like that. Just imagine. I think real yeah. honest money would stop ninety nine percent of these shenanigans, Brian. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. No doubt about it. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you want a real uh, person who cares about your life and wants you to do well and prosper, um, you need to get a hold of Alan Phillips, folks. Or, I'm sorry, Brian Rust. Uh, you need to get a hold of Alan Phillips, too, if you want the truth. But anyway, RustCoinandGift.com. You can get the 2019 Silver Eagle Silver Dollars right now. You can get, uh, you know, dimes and nickels and or dimes and quarters and stuff like that as well. All available from an honest man in the coin business. I'm grateful to have a friend in the coin business. How about you? RustCoinandGift.com. Thanks, Brian. We'll talk soon, brother. Hey, you bet. You guys are doing awesome. Thanks. All right, ladies and gentlemen, AMAC coming up next for Sam and Kurt. We declare we the people. Along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will restore our grand old republic. Please get involved, make it a great day, and choose the right. LibertyRoundTable.com to donate. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the republic of the United States of America. Mm-hmm.